good evening, champion parents, and welcome to our platform where we discuss topics that are real, relatable, and right on time. Come talk to us, Dr. Perk, Miss Lisa, and myself, Miss April, this evening at 313-837-1340. So what is sibling rivalry? According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, sibling rivalry is a type of competition or animosity among siblings, whether blood-related or not. Siblings generally spend more time together during childhood than they do with their parents. What are your experiences with um, sibling rivalry? That's a good question, Miss April. This is um, Dr. Purr. I think that um, first we have to ask why does sibling rivalry exist? And we know that it exists because some children feel like they don't get the same amount of attention from their um, parents or the, it could be ineffective uh, discipline that's happening where one child feels like the other child has favoritism. Mm-hmm. And so parents have to think about that. And children may feel that they're relationships with parents is threatened by uh, the other sibling. It could be a older child um, who now has a younger uh, sibling that is coming into the family. Mm -hmm. But from personal experience, I don't necessarily think that I have two sisters and I'm the youngest. I don't necessarily think that me and my sisters were ever rivalries, but I do think that we had our disagreements. We just had the normal, uh, you know, arguments, the normal fighting that happens between um, sisters. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah, um, with myself, personal experience, um, I got two older brothers. Yeah, we just had normal beef. Well, my brother is significantly older than me. I'm, what, 42? He's like eight years older than me, or eight years older than me, so we were kind of different generations. So, of course, I was probably more babyish to him um, because, you know, he was probably more mature and probably, you know, just being older. So we just went through our little spats where I would tell on him he would threaten <laughs> and and yeah. that's normal. Uh-huh. I can definitely relate. This is Miss Lisa in the house. What's up, y'all? Hey, how are you? Good, good. But, yeah, I could definitely relate. Um, and you know what, Miss April, I can definitely relate to your situation because mm-hmm. my brother is five years older than me. And it was like the, you know, the bratty versus the, so you know, when the old. you were the brat? I guess so. You know, <laughs> yeah, in my his eyes. You know, in his, in his eyes, I was the brat. Because we were younger than mm-hmm. we were girls. And, you know, my brother always used to, oh, I'm sorry to cut it, you off. It's okay. Uh-huh. It's okay. My brother used to always say that maybe, um, like, you talk too much. You mm-hmm. just always got something to say. You're yep. about to say that too. Absolutely. Ah. And, you know, and I even experienced it with my own children um, where I noticed that, you know, in this situation, my son is the younger one. And I'm telling you, every moment he gets, it's like, you know, well, Layla did this, Layla did this. Oh, Mom, you didn't even see that, did you, did you? And so what I tell them is, you know, sometimes I'm not going to catch everything. And just because you tell don't mean I have to believe believe you. And it doesn't mean I have to do something about it just because you say something. Mm -hmm. And are you telling on your sibling to help the situation or are you telling on them so that you can get them in trouble and I take that very seriously Mm -hmm. you know we talk about tattletelling and all of that because that's what tattletelling is you telling to get the other person in trouble because if you were telling to help them it's not considered tattletelling Mm -hmm. you know and so that's what I think most uh, siblings 
do is that, you know, that's where the rivalry comes from. You know, like you said, the jealousy, they're mad because they're either fighting for attention of, of some sort. And then it's kind of like the nerve of this person getting away with something. So to me, that's a little, that's envious as well. Yes, Boom. and sibling competition can be healthy, but sibling rivalry is not healthy. Um, signs of sibling rivalry might include hitting, name-calling, bickering, and just immature and it can behavior. Even be, and, it can be, and it can definitely lead to something more serious. Yes, absolutely. You, know, you hear stories all the time of... You know, uh, well, look at Cain and Abel, you know, uh, you hear, uh, but you hear modern day uh, stories all the time of kids or uh, siblings harming each other or, you know, even going the next step further. Because they feel like they favor you. Mm -hmm. And it's common. Brothers and sisters um, will argue and even sister to sister or brother to brother will um, argue. And when children and family are close in age, you know, it's normal that they will have disagreements. And I think that that is okay because that's where we teach our children how to respond appropriately to a situation or if you notice that they do have a disagreement that one child may be able to advocate more uh, for themselves than an another and you can make it a teachable moment where you could teach both ch children how to problem solve without the name calling, the hitting and the bickering or the immature behavior. What do you all think? Yeah, I think um, having a discussion and um, just trying to teach your children how to handle things appropriately is definitely important. I know my mom, she probably did the best she could with um, our situation between me and my brother. But I remember I had to be a latchkey kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember having to be a latchkey because I remember I was like, oh, I don't want to be home with my brother because I felt like, you know, he would be doing some extra stuff or, you know. Um, and I guess it was just easier for my mom to leave me a latchkey, to, I guess, just to diffuse the situation. So you just got to use different um, tactics and different, um, you know, whatever suits your situation the best. But I know with my sons, um, I don't think they necessarily have sibling rivalry because they're only a year and 16 days apart. So they're really, really close. But and I that know... don't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, they can still have... I mean, you know, not saying it's your son, but just be... Sometimes that may even uh, make the kids, you know, uh, rival more, mm -hmm. you know. Because they're so close. Right. But I just Your kids that. are probably just close because of how you all... Your relationship that you all have together. Because some parents actually do you know, kind of bring about the sibling rivalry. In some cases, like say, for instance, a father that may favor a daughter, you know, and a son looking like, well, dang, I want that attention too because they right. always say daddy's girls. Mm -hmm. Or in the other situation where they said mama's boys and the mm -hmm. girl might envy, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that relationship. But mm -hmm. go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're <laughs> fine, you're fine. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point because, you know, a lot of times there is sibling rivalry, um, even though they are close in age. Mm -hmm. um, but with Seth and Caleb, I just know that, you know, I just had to deal with them separately. They just got two totally different personalities. They mm -hmm. do two things, two solely, totally different. So one method I would have to use with Seth, I couldn't use with Caleb and vice versa. So I had to deal with them separately and, um, and differently as, as far as whatever the situation caused. Um, so, in saying that in comparison to sibling rivalry, I don't believe that any of that existed with them because of they were close um, as far as their relationship. 
but I do know that I had to deal with, you know, just their situation Each differently because they're de definitely different. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and that's important as a champion parent. You do each children, you recognize that each children need something differently and you respond to them accordingly because what will work for one child may not work for the other. And going back to Miss Lisa's point, what you said, um, you talked about sibling alienation. Mm -hmm. That's when, you know, it's, it's real out here. That's where a parent will basically show favoritism to one child and the other child is craving or seeking that same type of relationship and that same type of love from that parent. So I think as parents, we have to, we give our children what they need, but then I think it's also important to be conscious to realize that you are being fair to each child mm -hmm. and that you're giving each child the love and attention that they all deserve. Right, yeah, because I think as parents, we do um, give what each, each other needs, what each child needs. But like you said, Dr. Pert, we need to make sure that it's fair and it goes across the board. And one child isn't feeling a certain way because you did this for one child and vice versa. Yeah, and, and then, you know, parents, you just have to self-reflect. You have to analyze the situation and, real, and, and try to get to the root of the issue if, civil, if um, there are sibling uh, rivalries that are happening within your household. You have to step back and 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 take a look and to see when did it begin, why is it happening, and how can you um, make sure that both um, of the children, well, that all of the children are able to get along. And it may be that you might have to sit everybody down and you all have an open conversation. Mm -hmm. And just you just have to be blunt. Yeah. You know, I think the best step, um, in any relationship is communication, honest communication, even when it's hurtful. Yeah. And I think that the parent doesn't necessarily have to drive the conversation. They can act more as a facilitator and let everybody speak and go around and set the tone and basically say, okay, you may not agree with this, what your brother or sister are saying, but at least let's respect so we can get to the root of the problem. And then from there, we can problem solve. Yes. And it requires transparency along with that communication, allowing, you know, for their feelings to truly come to surface so they can able to communicate how they felt or how they're feeling if you know um, within a certain situation that's very important so uh, with the um, honesty and um, openness um, you know you just got to and the parents should sit there of course you know um, be the mediator like you said Dr. Pert and mediate or the facilitator um, for the conversation, but I think also what would be effective is to come up with steps to help correct the situation. It requires um, a, a plan, of course, and just to properly execute that plan. But I know sometimes us as um, human humans, we can um, just be um, remote and uh, do things in protocol. So when you're trying to do something different, it takes that extra effort. It does. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this may be uncomfortable at first for, you know, everybody, you know, because it when you start to express your feelings, you become vulnerable. But I think um, you can set the tone as the parent, you know, set the expectation like we're not going to disrespect each other. One person is going to speak at a time. And if you disagree, that is OK. But don't you don't have to, you know, be disrespectful verbally or physically 
ultimately we are all going to speak and express how we feel and at that moment um, during that during the conversation you might not be able to have all of the answers right then and there the parent can say well we, we will definitely say how we feel but we're gonna reflect on it and then come back and address so that when our head is clear and we have reflected on what the individual is saying has said to us we could all come back together and then that's when we can problem solve you don't have to problem solve at all at once mm -hmm. you know because I think a lot of times you know how can you really problem solve right then and there when everybody is expressing their feelings mm -hmm. I think it's it's and, and, and that comes with a level of maturity. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to self-reflect on how you have made the situation worse or how you have made the other individual feel. Absolutely. And we have a caller. Hey, caller. Welcome to Mommy Talk. Thank you. Hello, ladies. How hey. y'all doing? Good. Hey, how, how are, are you? you? Good. You're talking about sibling Yes. Right? Yes. If kids, I can pronounce the words correctly. <laughs> <laughs> With my kids, it was, I, I just couldn't, I just didn't, I just tried to do the best I could because with my sisters and brothers, I was like the second child. And then my youngest sisters and brothers, I was like 10, 14, and 18 years older than them. So I kind of helped my mom raise them. Mm -hmm. And I never had that with them. Okay. But with my kids, it was a totally different thing. <laughs> How so? It was just that, just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was the age difference. I just don't know. But they just all the time, all okay. the time. They pit with each other. They just all, one was jealous of the other one because so-and-so got this and I didn't. I mean, it was just oh. Yeah. Well, it must have turned out okay. Uh, it did. Okay. It did. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, you know, I didn't experience it with me growing up. So with my kids, it was like, I just don't know what to do. I just, I don't believe this because I never had that experience growing up. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be uh, frustrating when you are in the middle, so so to speak, and they're right. all coming at you with high emotions because they feel that they have a point and they feel that they are right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. And it's always about that favoritism. Yes. And I tried not to do it. Absolutely. They always were pointing out, yes, you did this, and, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Yes. So, ladies, just have a good day. Okay. Oh, you thank, too. You thank you. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye, bye bye. Bye. Yeah, that can be tough. When you try to do the best you could, can and you just don't have necessarily the resources yeah. to help you. That's why it's good that Mommy Talk is here. Hello. You know, giving resources and um, just discussing situations to help parents. Yeah. You know, work through their current issues. And that's something that's very important anytime when you're dealing with the escalated uh, situation is to remain calm. That's the number one thing. Because when you got two kids, uh, I'm sorry, I'm being uh, personal. So you have two kids that scream.
screaming, you know, oh, she did this and he did this. And it's like, you know, your first reaction is to say, shut up, probably, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. But, you know. You know, but you, you don't want, you know, you try not to feed fire with fire, fire you know. Yeah. So we have to figure out ways to remain calm but because I, think I know. That's the first response because first you're just trying to figure out what the issue is. Yeah, you're trying to get both. their attention and, mm -hmm. and snap them to it and mm -hmm. say, hey, it's kind of like a, you know, when you see the movies and somebody's uh, screaming, going hysterical, and they get slapped in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a right. quick reality yeah. check. But the, mm -hmm. ba the basic uh, or main thing is honestly to stay calm. And yeah. as you said earlier, um, actually you and uh, Miss April and Dr. Pert, said to be able to reflect and go back to the situation yeah. um, later. We cannot be afraid to walk away and say, hey, we'll revisit this later. But sometimes with kids, you know, it's so depending on their age level. Because mm -hmm. I know I, I can see my son, you know, if I just walk away from a situation, he wants to take matters into his own hands, oh, yeah. you know. And so I have to assure him, you know, well, listen, I want to hear you. I want to actually hear you both. You know, what you have to say is so important. I really want to hear you both. Because in my head, I'm saying, like, um, I'm going to hear you later or you're going to get hurt right now. So, mm -hmm. But that's why, you know, when that occurs, when disputes mm -hmm. occur, we allow the kids to go. Maybe you go to your room, yes. you go to your room, and we'll just discuss later because that's important. You know, that's allowed for them to collect their emotions yes. and be able to effectively communicate how they're feeling and what happened. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's good. That's a good method to use. Yeah. Stay calm. There are ways that um, parents can deal with um, toxic sibling relationships. Uh, the first thing is to allow your children to speak up. Uh, because the other sibling might not know that they may be hurting the other the other individual. Have, have you all ever done something and and didn't realize that you were hurting the other mm -hmm. person? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I have. You know, I've done that, and then once you reflect, like, oh my God, I didn't realize I I did that. Do you try to change the behavior? However, there are instances where siblings realize what their behavior is and I guess and they're so continue. it's still a lot of so program yep, yeah they just continue with the situation and it's still a lot of emotion mm -hmm. and being hurt but there are times that where I may have hurt someone and I didn't know and I just refuse to believe that I hurt someone because I always felt and you know this is going to sound really arrogant but I always felt like I'm I was so the nicest sweet. and the sweetest person <laughs> in the world how could I hurt somebody you know and I had to come off my high horse a little bit and understand you know what your way is not always the right way you may be nice but nobody else has to accept your niceness hello and that's good when you bring something to the forefront it allows the other individual to change or correct their behavior mm -hmm. and I think that parents have to set boundaries for their children mm -hmm. and right. expectations um, teach them this is the way you respond to a situation this is the way you are supposed to treat your brother and sister because sometimes we think that you know children or people know how to treat somebody when in actuality they, they don't. don't. Mm -hmm. So it's important that, you know, you give explicit examples like And then also model the behavior. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, modeling the behavior is important so that they can know mm -hmm. how to treat somebody. But I think sometimes, a lot of times as parents, and I know this is from, coming from my personal experience, we get so overwhelmed with work. 
if we're going to school, you know, by the time we get home, we're completely exhausted, you know, we're tired. But it's still important to model um, behavior and, you know, give your child that time that's needed and communicate with them. Yes, it's very important Mm because, as you say, you know, as parents, we we have to deal with work, the stresses Mm -hmm. at work. And then by the time we come home, it's like you just want to lay down in bed and (laughs) just shut everybody out. So I I can feel that. But as a parent, it's your responsibility to address issues that are going on in the home. And you don't want to normalize the bad behavior. Yeah. And single parents should not be afraid to call the co-parent. I'm big on that. You know, call the co-parent and let them mediate. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, single parents don't want to include the other parent because they feel like in some ways they're losing control. I can handle it. Why do I need to involve that other person? But it's like you have to understand that's their child too. They have a responsibility as well. And because you may spend the majority of your time with those children, you know, just having that outside voice doesn't mean that you are, uh, that you're weak or that you're losing control. But what it means is that the kids need to understand it's not just you all. They have the, they have another outlet, mm-hmm. you know, so don't be afraid to include that other parent. And, and it's good for the other parent to know that you respect them enough to uh, reach out to them. You know, to reach out to them and, and that you care about their thoughts as well. Right, and it shows them to help them to be responsible and more yeah. involved and actively engaged. Yeah, That was an excellent point, Miss um, Lisa. Oh, so how can parents end si- sibling uh, rivalry that is happening in the household? We want our parents out there to know that, you know, it's normal. You can expect many episodes, um, but mm-hmm. treat your children as the unique um, individuals that they are and don't show favoritism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as Miss Lisa and Miss April said, you know, stay calm and be objective. Mm-hmm. Don't take one side. Listen to each child story. Yep, and be patient. Yep, and again, like Dr. Perk said, Listen, listen, and try not to be emotional. Because I think we give emotional responses, like Miss mm-hmm. Lisa said, in order to gain their attention. But, you know, we've got to start thinking outside the box and be more creative and not as um, toxic okay. when we're um, dealing with our children because they'll repeat our behavior. And I think sometimes when I am trying to diffuse a situation between my kids, you know, I was reading one point that said, don't look for someone to blame or punish. Mm. And so I'm like, I want to know who did it. You know, I want to know who was (laughs) at fault. I want to know who was at fault because you're going to pay, you're going to pay, you're going to pay. But, you know, it's like sometimes that's not the answer. Sometimes you have to even allow your children to be able to come together and let them work out situation, even if they band together and they kind of flip, you know, you know, it, just to come out of that sibling rivalry mode where they are like actually working together. That's a good thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, so don't look for somebody to blame or punish. Sometimes you got to, you know, let things fall where they may. Yeah, but sometimes they'll come together and they'll be like, yes. well, you know what? This was wrong of me to say. Yeah, And they'll actually apologize yep. and um, 
know, correct the situation. Yeah. And that's important. You have to identify the cause of fighting and not look to blame someone. Mm -hmm. um, avoid negative comparisons and just treat all children fairly mm -hmm. yeah, because that's important. And have a plan, like Miss um, April said. You have to have a plan so that plan can look like you're just coming up with basic rules. And even if you have to write it down and every if you have to revisit that and pull it out, you know, that's important because they will learn that this is our family. This is the family way. So all of our listeners out there, I just want you to say your last name and say this is the Smith's way. Mm -hmm. This is the Woods way. Yep. This is and the champion parent way. way. Yep. And that's good because what happened is they'll model the same behavior when they become parents. Let's figure out ways to deal with these situations. There's nothing wrong with getting counseling. Nothing wrong with getting counseling. Speak up. How can a parent change the opportunity? I think it's more so like take advantage of, make the situation a teachable moment. So mm -hmm. if you make it a teachable, because sometimes it's hard for us to do that. Like, but you know, sometimes if we go into GMO real quick, we can look like, okay, how can we, you know, make this an opportunity? So maybe they're arguing over, you know, who's doing, oh, I don't want to wash the dishes. Well, I don't want to sweep the floor. Okay, we'll switch jobs or something like that. You know, I would mm -hmm. think, you know, it means to change the opportunities. I was uh, quickly, I was telling my daughter, you know, the, the, the difference of, of taking advantage of opportunities and, and being an opportunity, uh, opportunist, you know, and kids uh, grow up to not understand, you know, the difference between the two. Well, opportunists will take advantage of situations and abuse them, but the, uh, a person that takes good advantage of an opportunity, you know, bring, make something beautiful out of it. So uh, that's what I would think. At the end, thank you all for tuning in um, to um, us, and be sure to check out our website at m o m m i e talk dot com. Come join us next week. Thank you for listening to Mommy Talk, the champions of parenting. And remember, you too can be a champion of parenting. Continue to support and love your children. For additional information, you can contact us at info at mommytalk.com or visit our website at www.mommytalk.com. We can also be found via social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mommy Talk Network. Please listen to us every Monday at 7.30 p.m. on WCHB Detroit's Gospel Station. Come talk to us.